1: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
3: When you buy Kroger brand products, you
1: feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back.
3: Hey, everyone. Uh, this is Easton. I'm the engineer on help. I suck at dating with Dean Unglert and Jared Haven. And uh, we want to thank you for being part of the show for 2019 and all the support you've given us. It's been so much fun doing this show and figuring out how to suck less and less at dating with each passing week. And we really appreciate you guys being part of it with us. Um, this week, we're going to do something a little different. We're going into the end of the year here. We're about to say goodbye to 2019. Uh, so we're going to revisit one of our favorite episodes from this year. And uh, and we hope that you'll enjoy it too. Uh, we're going to take a look back into uh, the episode where Dean came back from paradise. Uh, what an exciting paradise season it was. And uh, Dean came back a whole new man. Uh, with a whole new mustache, and it was just a really exciting time. So we're going to look back onto that. But first, before we get into that, uh, you've probably seen on social media, Dean took a pretty mean spill on his skis uh, while in Switzerland. Uh, we have an update from Dean, so we're going to get the latest on how he's doing.
0: What's up, sucky daters? It's Dean recording from Switzerland. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I know we're a little late there. I hope you all have a great day new year being rung in wherever you might be i'm sure a lot of you saw that i recently got into a ski accident out in switzerland and i've been in the hospital for the past week or so and had surgery but all is well for the most part um i'm excited to get back into the studio first week of january and give you guys a little bit more detail about what's going on in my life what happened to me exactly Uh, how I've been dealing with all that and what I can expect moving forward because it kind of sucks. But the least I could do is keep you guys updated. I'm recovering. I'm doing well. I've got Kalen out here with me, so can't complain too much. And it could have always been worse. But yeah, let's talk around. Let's talk in 2020 and see what's going on. In the meantime, enjoy one of your favorite episodes from 2019 It never hurts to go back and listen to them all if you have the time. But if you don't, just check out your favorites. Give them a listen. Let me know which ones you love the most. And here's to a very prosperous 2020 for all of us. And nothing but all the things that we want moving forward. Happy New Year. Why did I say that so weird? Happy New Year. All right, guys. Talk to you later.
2: Help, I Suck at Dating, with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: What is up, planet Earth? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. It's your one of your hosts, Dean Ungler. I was going to say your favorite host, but then I just felt weird saying that because I'm definitely the third favorite host of basically everyone on this podcast. Joined by Vanessa Grimaldi.
4: No, you're still number
0: one. no. I think that we all, I think, I think we all should just concede to the idea that we're the third favorite hosts, right? There's never a first or second. We're always just the third favorite. Yeah. Anyways, me and Vanessa, just us two today, Jared had more important things to be doing apparently. I guess he's in Italy with his wife or something like that.
4: So crazy.
0: After their honeymoon,
4: wait, they left the day after their wedding, right?
0: They left yesterday. Their wedding was Sunday. So yes, they left the day after their wedding, which is that uncommon. Do you typically stay in the area for a little bit and then go on your honeymoon or?
4: No, I think like old school. Um, I remember when I used to go to weddings when I was a lot younger, people would leave in the middle of their wedding day, like their wedding night. They would jump on a flight and go off to their honeymoon. No. And go, but yeah, I'm telling you, this is what this is what happened like back in the day. And now it's more common for people I find to want to save money and then leave for their honeymoon either like a year after or a couple months after, not directly after the after the wedding. But I mean, I just whatever.
0: Because I, I guess, I saw like a headline or something saying that Jared and Ashley leave the day after their wedding for their honeymoon. And I thought that that was weird that that would be a headline. And so I guess I just kind of assumed that if you got, oh. let's say you got married on a Sunday, you'd basically maybe just stay in that town until like a Tuesday or Wednesday and then embark on your honeymoon. But it sounds like- No, yeah,
4: I guess I don't know. It sounds like so what you're saying, you either,
0: you either leave the night of the wedding or you leave a year later.
4: I don't know. I you hear a bunch of different things. Like we do it differently in Montreal or maybe in the culture in our culture, we give money at the wedding. We don't give gifts. Mm-hmm. So everyone pays like $200 a head. If right. you're bringing a date, you're paying $400. So you're paying $200 a person.
0: I'm going to be honest. To I, didn't, kind of pay. I didn't get Jared and Ashley a wedding gift. And now that what now, now what? I'm just realizing that, that that might've kind of messed up with me to do. I just realized that's poor. But
4: form. you know, you can pretend and say that you forgot to give it to them because you were out of town. Well, now that they're going to know this, but you can get them something after and just be like, "Oh, I just want to surprise you guys when you're back from your honeymoon." Not big
0: on the but idea. Not, you, b- not big on the idea, yeah. of lying to my friends, Vanessa. But I see. I see where you're saying For for sake of self preservation. Actually, what's funny is I missed my flight the day that I was supposed to leave for their wedding. <laughs> so. No. Yeah, I had a 5:20 a.m. flight out of LAX, and I swear my alarm never went off. I set it for 3:30 a.m. I woke up, and it was like 8, p- 8 a.m., and I looked over, and I was like, it's way too bright for it to be 3.30 a.m. right now, and I looked at my phone, and it was 8 a.m., and I was no. I was freaking out. I texted Jared right away, and I said, hey, man, my flight got delayed, and we got redirected. Actually, it's funny I have to say this because I just said I wouldn't lie to Jared and Ashley. <laughs> I said, well, I, my...
4: I don't want to stress him the day or a couple days before his wedding.
0: Right, exactly. So, I was like, my flight got delayed, got redirected. I'm now flying into Boston instead of Providence. I now get in at 10 PM instead of 6 PM. And yeah, so I had to like jump on the internet and book a one way to Boston instead of my flight to Providence, which actually like it sucked. And I had to pay obviously some extra money to get on that flight, but it all worked out. It yeah.
4: works out. I want to know. Yeah. Did the Jonas brothers show up to their wedding? Yeah. You didn't hear? No, I, no. Are, did they for real?
0: Where did you hear that? I thought that was kind of like under wraps.
4: You're such a liar.
0: Well, where did you hear that? I'm curious.
4: I'm just saying because I feel like Jonas Brothers and Ashley, it's like synonymous with each other. So I figured they might show up to their wedding.
0: Jonas Brothers, Rob Thomas was there. Taylor Swift showed up halfway through the the, the night.
4: Okay, you're making me feel like I have, well, I did have the worst weekend, but now you're making me feel like I.
0: I'm just kidding, Vanessa. None of that happens. But I, I mean, it would be awesome if the Jonas Brothers showed up. I think I don't I don't know. There was some great live musical performances by people that I their names escape me, but um, it was a beautiful wedding the uh, the night before actually so we did like a re- huh yeah it was oh my gosh her dresses were unbelievable the night before how
4: many dresses did she
0: have so she had a rehearsal dinner dress on Saturday she had her of course her her ceremony dress and then her reception dress okay right so three yeah. dresses but maybe more I don't know exactly what she did but um, Saturday was a good night we had like a rehearsal dinner we it's it's funny because they use that time for like the groomsmen and the bridesmaids to give speeches because they're like, ah, we don't want to like give 15 speeches the night of the wedding at the, at the dinner party. And so the, all the bridesmaids had like days to prepare for this. They kind of knew it was all coming. And then literally like five minutes before it happened, the wedding planner came up to me, Ben and Nick and they go, Hey, uh, you guys are going to give a speech in in five minutes. Are you okay with that? And we all like looked at each other and you go, we were like, well, well why didn't you just tell us a sooner? And so, Ben went first and Ben in, in natural Ben Higgins form delivers a beautiful impromptu off the cuff speech like people were literally crying and tearing up in the audience listening to Ben speak. And then Nick went and Nick started crying in the middle of his speech and it was wow. a great speech. I attribute it to his acting ability. I don't know if it, you know if the tears were real but regardless, it's a, he sold it and he crushed it. And then I had to go after Ben Higgins and Nick Viall, and I gave the worst possible speech imaginable. (laughs) And I was like, maybe if I had more time, I guess if I had more time to prepare, I would feel even more guilty for doing a bad job. At least like this way, I kind of have an excuse. But the rehearsal didn't went well. And then the next day, (laughs) well, actually, then we went out that night to the bars, like Jared's last night as a single man, quote unquote, you know what I mean? And it was like me, Jared, Ben, Nick. Becca, Tilly, Tanya, Ashley didn't come with us, but we all went to the bars, like the local bars in Newport. I think we were at a place called O'Brien's or something like that. And I don't really like drink alcohol much anymore. But it was Jared's like last night as a single man, so I was like buying shots for everyone. I was like, Jared, you're taking the shot of tequila. Ben, you're taking the shot of vodka. And I'm like taking shots with them every single time. And I got the drunkest I've been in a long time, and I had slept in until like 3 p.m. the following day. <laughs> The
4: day of the wedding? Which is
0: the day of the wedding, right. So the ceremony started around like 5-ish. I slept until like 3 p.m. just so hungover. (laughs) I thought I was going to like throw up a couple times the morning after sitting in bed and Ben like had to come knock on the door a couple times. He goes Dean, man, like you got to get up. You got to go take pictures with the groomsman, the bridal party, all this kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting in bed like just please leave me alone. I just need to be left alone in darkness for a little bit. I was like sitting in my bed like fetal position, child's pose for a little bit like trying to like keep everything inside of me. So the the day of the wedding got off yeah. to a rough start for me. And again, I attribute that to just, I, I think my goal was to get Jared as drunk as possible. But what I did was get myself as drunk as possible. And that was just a, that was a silly mistake. Um, and then the wedding came and the ceremony was fantastic. We did, we did uh, it was actually interesting because typically when you go to a wedding, right? Like the groomsmen, And the bridesmaids all stand up at the altar with the bride and groom, right? But at this wedding, it was just the best man, which was Jared's father, and just the maid of honor, which was Ashley's sister. And then all the groomsmen and all the bridesmaids were sitting down.
4: Wait, I have a question, because I saw, I I don't remember whose story, Ashley's father was roasting Jared?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think everyone was kind of roasting Jared a little bit.
4: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he has the right to be roasted. You know, he waited three and a half years to figure out exactly who he wanted to marry. And then I guess it all worked out for them, obviously, at the end of the day. (laughs) And it is funny. It's like, uh, as Becca and I think a couple other people said, they were like, this is the most beautiful love story ever. And part of you is like, well, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal and and so beautiful. And I'm so happy that they, because what Ben said, actually, that really struck a chord, I think that really made a lot of people cry was he was saying, he's like, "If, if you were to ever look at these two people, Ashley and Jared, you would know that they're two people that were like supposed to end up together, right? And so it's like great to obviously see them not tying the knot, um, but it's just they didn't really maybe have the most traditional path to get where they got to. Um But then the wedding was great; it went went off without a hitch. There were some dogs that ran down the aisle as well, and then the oh, two dogs. Yeah, they had three dogs, but the ring bearers, I think. And then the the reception was great too. It was this beautiful estate in Rhode Island. I think it was something. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was this beautiful big manor. And yeah, I mean, it seemed to seem to go off without a hitch. I think that they're pretty happy with how it all went. Um, it was a big wedding. I'm, I haven't really been to many weddings, but there was like two to three hundred people there.
5: Wow, which
0: seems like a lot. That I'm is, cool. but yeah, that was the wedding. How was your weekend?
4: Uh not the greatest. My what? grandmother passed away.
0: Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that.
4: Um, so it was not. Yeah, it was a tough week leading into the weekend, um, but she was 91. She was a fierce, she was a fierce lady and, uh, she had Alzheimer's. So we're mourning the loss of her once, you know, she started losing her memory and it was just a matter of time. And, uh, but no matter what age, it's never easy to say goodbye to a loved one. So it was definitely an emotional weekend and it was, um, you know, much needed family time over the weekend. And, uh, yeah.
0: You guys were all able to get together for it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: In Montreal or?
4: Yeah, exactly. So the the wake was on Friday and then the, the mass was on Saturday. But it's a long process. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just very emotionally draining. And then, you know, then you worry about how cause it was my dad's mother. And then you start worrying about your dad's, my, you know, we start worrying about my dad's health because, you know, he was really close to her. And right. yeah, I'm really fortunate. And I don't think a lot of people can say this. But up until I went on The Bachelor, I had all four grandparents alive. Yeah. My grandfather passed away on my dad's side right before I went on the show, and three years later, the exact same—between like I think it's exactly three years—my grandmother, my grandmother on my dad's side, passed passed away. And now, thankfully, knock on wood, I still have my mom's side with me. So, yeah. very, very fortunate. You have to hold on to the to the to, to the memory so that you can keep them alive with you.
0: How does how does the Alzheimer's process work? Like, how long did your grandmother have it?
4: She started, um, I I don't think we knew what she had until like we started seeing the signs and the symptoms of it. And then there's like a stage where you can get aggressive Mm. Um, and there's a stage where, you know, we would open the fridge and there would be a shoe in the fridge and then she would hide my grandfather's wallet and then she would like mail things off to different people and things weren't obviously making sense and we put, we placed her in a home um, and... Yeah, she was she's been in the she was in the home for a couple of years and uh, we'd always go visit her. My dad would go twice a day to feed her and we're all very very close so it's it's sad, very sad. Yeah.
0: Again, I don't I don't know much about it, but I know that's a horrible disease, but thoughts are with you. Yeah. It's hopefully you're able to I mean it's great that you were able to spend the weekend with your loved ones and kind of process it all with them, right?
4: Right, cuz I was supposed to be in LA. I had a work opportunity out in LA and I had to cancel that the morning of when my grandmother passed away and that's when we had to start planning all the funeral arrangements and yeah like I said very very sad but like you know you have to keep them in your thoughts and in your your memories Mm -hmm. but enough about like the sad stuff (laughs) happy news Deanie Babies is on Paradise
0: yeah I don't know if there's there's, there's an applause or that but (laughs) yeah I made an appearance today
4: I got to say, Dean is so good at keeping secrets.
0: What do you mean? I,
4: I messaged you. <laughs> I kept asking you, I, are you going on paradise? You kept denying it. No, I'm not going. No, I'm not going. I would, and then like at one point, your phone went off. And I'm like, I think you're off to paradise. Good luck. And then you, would, you didn't even reply to that message. So you kept the whole paradise thing a complete secret.
0: I tried to do it my best. Yes, I did keep it a secret. It's funny is even the first time I went on paradise, I kept it a secret from like all my close friends and they would all like be like, Hey, you're going to paradise. Obviously right. Like you're going, you're going, you're going. And the entire time I was like, nah, I'm not going, I'm not going. Like it's not for me. It's not for me. Because I wanted to like be able to show up to the beach, see my friends with them thinking that I wasn't going and be like, surprise, I'm actually coming and I'm here. Let's do this. So no
4: one really knew you were going?
0: There's a select few people that knew that I was going. I mean, like my very closest friends. And even then, like one or two of them, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I was even like my my manager didn't really know that I was going to. She was like, you're going, are you going to Paradise or you're not going to Paradise? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And which is like, it, in reality, it's pretty unprofessional of me to like not tell my manager that I'm going on a television show. But I think that's kind of, that was my mindset going.
4: That you're going to be MIA right. for however long you're there. I
0: made sure that I had everything that I needed to like have taken care of to be good for an indefinite amount of time. But she wasn't very happy with me. She goes like, she's like, why didn't you just tell me? And I go, well, I don't know. It's just kind of more fun to keep it a secret from everyone. So you're not alone. I, don't, I hope you don't think that I was like, you know. Oh
4: no. I just yeah. feel like, well, if you guys have secrets, Dean is definitely the one to tell them to because he's a fault. He won't let anything out. But I want to... So should we talk about you and your date with Kalen first? Or should we get into the whole Blake scenario?
0: Well, I talked about the Blake thing on the Almost Famous podcast last week. And I'm kind of blaked out. But I I would still love to hear your opinion. I think that... I'm curious to hear your side of things.
4: Okay. So I only watched the last two episodes tonight and last night. And I'm kind of sad that I missed out. What was it? Two... Did I only miss two episodes if I only watched these two?
0: Yeah, this is week two.
4: Okay, so I didn't watch last week. Um, but I, I you know, I kind of got my I kind of got updated. I personally know Blake and he doesn't have a he's not a bad person. Right. He can't right. say like, oh, Blake is a blah 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 blah, right? Uh-huh. I with for me, I can't personally say that about him. So to see that he's you know had fun with multiple women in the franchise alone, yeah, of course, you're going to have a bad reputation. Of course, it's like you're going to be placed in this, like, really uncomfortable situation, especially if you're back on the show wanting to date. In this case, it was multiple women. And now he's on this this episode, he's into Hannah, which is all very confusing to me. Um, I think for me, it's... I feel like, well... Not that you could relate to this, and not that I want to bring this back up, but you were in a love triangle last year on Paradise. Yeah, and Blake is in a whole other scenario with multiple women now. I think like when you're in a bad spot, you're kind, con- you're constantly trying to dig to get yourself out, but you're digging and you just keep digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole. And I feel like that's where Blake is at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree, and that's kind of how I feel too. I don't think Blake's a bad person. I kind of like I'll echo basically what I said last week on the almost famous famous podcast. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he, he has. Uh, uh, he, I don't think he's acting maliciously or malevolent malevolently. I just think that he is trying. I don't even know. <laughs> he's made a lot of bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now well, he's...
4: okay. I will say, and I was like, why would you do this when I saw this on his stories?
0: Well, hey, Vanessa, last... I'm, I'm not going to call you out or anything real quick, but. I noticed that one of my co-hosts liked his post on Instagram. Which post? Reflecting his actions in paradise this season so far.
4: Oh, I probably just like the picture. I don't read captions.
0: Oh, uh, well, it was a picture of words. But it's okay. Look, I get it. Your team Blake. That's fine. I'm
4: team anyone. Listen, I think like when, like, I, I, uh, Blake was in Montreal not too long ago and he just looked very, very sad. And I felt for him because I I think he was very nervous with what was to come with the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but I wasn't Team Blake when he posted the insta- the uh, the screenshots of his conversations with Kalen.
0: Right, and that what, was a
4: big violation of privacy. And that's, and
0: that's where I drew the line too. Like, defend yourself, say what you got to say, but don't just don't screenshot and share private text messages.
4: Yeah, that was I thought is it illegal? I feel like it might be even illegal mm-hmm. to be doing something like that but a violation of privacy. And I felt like he was his up against a wall and he didn't know how else to defend himself, but that was not the way he should have gone about it. And
0: that's, that's what, that's the way I feel as well. You're allowed to defend yourself, go to whatever length you need to defend yourself. Just don't go to that length. Yeah. And I think that that seems to be kind of what most of the people that I've talked to feel as well. Like, I don't know. Blake's made a lot of questionable decisions, the people that he's involved with in Paradise maybe have made some questionable decisions as well. The point is, we all do dumb stuff and questionable stuff. It's but it's like how you react to those things, and it's like right. what you're, what are you going to do to maybe improve and not make those same mistakes again? But by publicizing private texts for millions of people to see is not really the way to go about um, saving face or explaining your side right. of the story. And it's funny oh. you see you see interviews by like Chris Harrison or. Um, obviously, me last week, and I, I guess I really haven't seen many other like cast members or, or people from the show speak out about it. But the people that I've talked to privately are all like, Yes, he has every right to defend himself, but he never should have released those text messages. No. Right.
4: Never. Never. Yeah. So that's my take. And on it. even right. if you're releasing text messages, there's a whole other part of a conversation that you're not showing. Right. So, like, you can't just pick and choose whatever pieces of. A text message that you want to display text, and for com-
0: the world. text conversations. And then on top of that, there's probably like phone conversations, Face times yeah. in, le- in person conversations, that type yeah. of stuff.
1: Yeah. So, so that- I, think, I
0: think we're kind of on the same page with that. I'm just going to say that you're team Dean in this one. I'm going to go, out on a, I'm going to go out on a limb here.
4: Whoever said it was Dean against Blake.
0: Oh, well, I'm just. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I guess I'm saying that right now.
4: Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just team uh, like privacy. Respect right. people's privacy, but I will say I was really team Dean and Kalen.
0: Yeah, what do you think of the date? Okay. What's your honest opinion I, about it? Pretend like it's okay. pretend like you're not well, talking well, to me. Pretend like you're talking I, to, to like some.
4: I found Kaylin like stunning, beautiful. No, you know who she is. We all know who she is. Everyone has a girl crush on her. Um, but I actually wrote this down. Tasha said it best when you walked in, and she's like, "Ooh, Dean is like a rugged beach bum. Like you shower, but you don't." it's kind of like a weird combination where, you know, where we're all here for it. I was like, that is hilarious. That's Dean. Like, does he shower? We don't know if he showers because he's so, yeah, he's he a mystery so bad. all. You have this like sexual thing about you and especially, and I'm saying this and I'm, I'm saying this from a very healthy, happy, committed relationship. When you and Kaylin were in that pool kissing, I was like, I saw Dean on a whole other level. I was like, Dean, there was something about like the chemistry between you and Kaylin in the pool was on fire yeah I
0: don't know why there were fireworks behind us but what's funny is that kiss that leading into that kiss was not the most romantic thing
4: Right, you like
0: let her uh oh no the jump the jump into the pool that's not what I was referring to they edited it out I don't know if I can say that I don't see why I wouldn't be able to say that um it was just like the first kisses are always awkward right like especially I, I wasn't drinking alcohol at all so like my game was more just like speaking openly and honestly and it wasn't as like smooth or suave as it typically is, which again it really isn't. But sometimes like when you when I get liquored up a little bit, like I'm a little bit smoother. And what? like right before her and I kissed, I go, Kaylin, have you ever kissed a guy with a mustache before? And she goes, I don't think so. And I go, Well, do you wanna? And then we we laid lips on each other, but they didn't air that. And I was like, I was kind of like dreading that for a minute, like going like leading into the kiss at the date as like it's going to be pretty embarrassing. I like said this really silly thing in order to get a kiss from this girl that I liked on this date. But they didn't end up bearing any of it.
4: I find that cute. My boyfriend asked me to, if he was not. No, actually, he said there's something I really want to do right now before he went in for the kiss. And I'm like, what, do you want to kiss me? He's like, yeah. And he went in for the kiss. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the sweetest thing ever. Think it's sweet? So I finally, I think it's sweet. And I you have like this quirky side to you that's so endearing. Um, and I actually that Kaylin called you out when you were like talking about yourself and you're like, Oh, you really know how to hype yourself up. And I'm like, yes, Kaylin put him in his spot. Exactly. Like Dean, you need to know that you're like what we see in you. You need to believe it.
0: Cause you say that all the time, which is pretty funny. Actually. She kind of echoed that. Yeah. Like I said, I always try to under promise and over deliver when, yeah. <laughs> when I was talking to Chris on my way down I go, I'm. I I live in a van. I'm unemployed. I have a mustache. Who wouldn't want to date me, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, you just have a way to. You have a way of talking about yourself. So I want to know. Was it weird for you? Because I don't know what your situation is. Obviously, you were dating Christina at one point. Is it weird Mm. to walk Mm. in? I've never been on Paradise. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of people listening to this episode haven't been on Paradise. So the nerves leading into walking down the stairs and seeing everyone in front of you. How does
0: that feel? I'm going to answer that question, but before I do that, I think we should take a little break.
2: I just did that. I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not. Okay, cool. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, Well, every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience.
1: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection.
2: offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches.
1: There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that?
0: with one of my exes on the beach, as Vanessa pointed out with Christina, you would think it would be a little awkward, but in all honesty, it really wasn't. I knew she was gonna be down there. I texted her before the, the show, saying something along the lines of, hey, I hear the, through the whispers of the trees that you might be going down to paradise. I'm considering doing the same thing. I just wanted you to know, if I see you down there, and you're dating someone new, or you're interested in someone, I'll fully support you in that relationship. If it's, if it's like with someone that I think is trustworthy and worth of being in a relationship, you know what I mean? So I, I basically was telling her like, I hope this isn't going to be awkward. If you're interested in someone down there, I hope you know that you have my vote of confidence and like my vote of support for you. And so when I walked down to the beach, obviously she was one of the first people I wanted to talk to just to be like, what's up? How are you? Oh, it's funny that we're both back down on this beach together. Remember last time we were here and I was a huge d-t. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't like super, it weirdly wasn't super awkward. Um, I don't know, honestly, like there's, yeah, there's a lot of history down on that beach between Christine and I. And, but what's funny is Christine obviously has a history with Blake down there too. And as we saw in this most recent episode, she like has a thing with Chris Bukowski now as well. So it's just, that's bachelor, you know, like people get this interwebbing relationships where it's like, Oh, I used to date him and I used to date him. And now I'm dating him and he used to date her. Who's actually my best friend. And now she's dating him and she's dating her and he wants to date him, but he doesn't like guys. So he has to date her. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> oh, it's a web of.
5: Wait, it's- I would love to know something because we saw Christina who you're friends with and you guys talked literally go to the bar and then talk about Kalen. Hmm. Behind her back. Why did she do that if you guys were like clear the air since then?
0: Who, me and Christina?
5: Yeah, because you guys had clear the air being like, hey, obviously, we didn't get to see your guys's conversation, uh-huh. but you were like over on that couch yeah. bed thing and you guys were chatting and then you were still talking to all the other girls. And then Christina and Kaylin are shot over at the bar where Kaylin's back is turned to Christina and then Christina's yes. talking, I think, to Chris. About like, I don't know. There was accusations of thing. I don't. I couldn't even really figure out what it was. But I'm confused because if you and Christina were on good terms, why would she do that? It almost seems like she was jealous of Kalen being interested in you, hmm. and then was talking poorly. But if you guys were on good terms and one of the best, I don't know. I was a little. I was the, a little confused on that.
0: For, for the listeners, that's Tori, our amazing producer, who decides to Love chime her. in because. She has a great point. She makes a great point. Oh,
4: yeah. and she loves she Bachelor. Everything's Bachelor related. So she knows
0: her She shit. makes a great point. And I think that my response to that would be, I don't think that Christina was talking about me and her. I think she was referring to her and Blake. Was she not?
5: Well, she was talking about Kalen.
0: Christi- from what I gathered from the conversation, Christina was having a conversation at the bar with Wells about how she, in a weird way, is responsible for... The implosion of Kalen's and Blake's relationship at Stagecoach. That's how I perceived it, at least, mm, and how okay. she and how she's uh, inquiring about whether she should feel guilty about being responsible semi for that.
5: Okay, so that was still in yeah. the Blake situation. Was
0: I wrong? I, I, I could be I wrong. Vanessa,
5: so what do you think? She may
4: have shown it in a different way under a different light to make it seem as if she was talking poorly
5: about Kalen. It did sound like she was talking poorly about Kalen.
0: Right. But I, I don't know why. I'm not saying that, that that she wasn't doing that, but I'm saying she was talking poorly about Kaylin in regards to her and Blake, not her and me. And then when Christina and I were talking on the daybed, our private conversation, over, or not private, whatever, our solo conversation over there, I think that maybe Kaylin had just heard Christina talking about the Blake situation, and then she would maybe see me having a conversation with Christina solo over in that area, so she would assume... That yeah. Christina is talking poorly about Kaylin to me about Blake and their former relationship.
5: Bad. Oh my goodness.
0: Am I, I I think that's what I that's what I gathered from it at least. Um, what do you think, Tor?
5: I don't know. I just thought it was weird that if you guys had talked being like, Hey, I want the best for you and everything, and obviously This was before your date with Kaelin, but I just think it's weird that there was like so much drama circulating around that still. Well,
0: I guess I guess it almost
5: seemed like competitive rather than still talking about Blake. But that's how I interpreted it. It almost seemed like you hit the sand and then tensions like rose.
0: I guess I should point out that I was the one that said I wanted the best for Christina and her response kind of echoed my sentiment, but it was a lot shorter. So I don't know if it was quite as uh if it was quite as meaningful from her, I I think that there are no feelings either way for me and Christina when I walked into that beach. But again, you know, maybe it just reminds her or reminds me, maybe it just brings back some old memories of like weirdly better times like between her and I where we were like interested in each other. Obviously, like it didn't go well down on that beach. Maybe it just is like a PTSD thing where she like then relates that beach and my presence on that beach to these like super strong emotional feelings. And because of that, then she's like having an outburst to Wells at the beach with Kalen's back turned right there. Clearly, an earshot. Like yeah. it was a very, it was very weird. Don't get me wrong. It
5: was weird. It was just weird timing. Like, I mean, clearly, there's been a lot of tension around Blake, but it just seemed even more direct once you hit the the beach. So yeah. I was just wondering, like, what, what was your guys's conversation when you guys were over there? Because we didn't get to see it.
0: Uh, she christina loves uh, as you can tell by her introduction she loves spilling the tea as the kids are calling it these days and so i pulled her aside and I, f- I figured it was it was a good conversation to have right off the bat just to be like to kind of clear the air break the ice and be like hey what's up good to see you again what's been going on like she and then she filled me in like oh this is what's going on with blake he's kind of in this pickle with all these women this is what's going on with clay and nicole this is what's going on with Cam and Kalen and Mike and Kalen and all these people. So it was kind of more of just like a fill me in sort of thing. And it really wasn't like a... Like there's never any real possibility of like Christine and I going on that date. You know what I mean? And I think she knew that. I think it was just kind of like a friendly, platonic, amicable, like, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. That's how I took it at least. I'm surprised I didn't air any of that conversation, actually. It was just basically muted shots of us having a conversation.
5: Yeah, it's... um long distance shots with like all the girls who are interested in you with you guys in the background
0: all the girls that are interested in me all of them every single one of them all all of them on that beach were interested in the mustache
5: wait I want to know why did you pick Katie first to talk to
0: and the reason I picked up Katie to walk away to take her to have a conversation with her was because I was like hey Katie let's go have a conversation and she goes oh you're not gonna like Grab my hand and, and like walk me over to the day bed, and I felt bad. And so I turned around. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I picked her up and I ran her over. That was cute. That was my response that was to that.
4: Yeah, it seemed as if like you came in and you're like full of energy, picking girls up and like going to talk to them. I was like, "Dude, Pro- get it!"
0: Probably crossing <laughs> some lines, some like personal boundary lines. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was know. fun. But- um, so
4: th- I find there was so much like, let's say Blake and. Hannah and Blake and I don't even know who other girls that he had history with. He came in with like history with some of the women. Did you come in with any history between you and Kaylin? Because I feel like there was a lot of
2: spark.
0: Uh, Well, Kaylin DM'd me once upon a time a year ago, last July. Yeah, I would say last July. We had a very brief conversation. We talked about this on the podcast before. Remember, she slid into the DMs. Yeah. We meant to meet up for coffee. It never ended up happening. Then it became a big deal on Women Tell All. Then I reached back out to her and I was like, hey, just so you know, like I have to talk about the, the DMs slide from last year. It's it's obviously super innocuous. Like, uh, nothing really came of it. There's nothing like to be embarrassed about, but I just want to make it clear to you that I'm talking about it on my podcast this week. And she goes, oh yeah, of course, it's fine. Like I get it. Obviously, you have to speak your truth, whatever it is. And then we met in person like in passing. Uh, I was at a meeting with, my, a potential management company and she—it's repped, she's repped by the same company and she was like going to an event and she was in the lobby and I had just finished a podcast there and we like stopped in, or like we passed by each other and I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you in person for the first time ever. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. So I walked down to the beach and I guess I was kind of most interested in taking her on the date. Um, you didn't really get to see much of our conversation either. Obviously just little snippets of it. And it was, I always get so pissed off at myself when I'm sitting on those date beds, having a one-on-one conversation with someone. And I decided to like lay down and lean over. I don't know why I always do that, but in the moment it feels so right. But watching it back on television, I'm like, just sit up straight, you loser. And just like make eye contact. Why are you so bad at eye contact all the time? So no, what- it's more
4: like a real suave move. Like Christian did that too. What do you, think, like- of, what
0: do you think of Christian?
4: Mm.
0: Mm -mm. he's a very
4: good looking guy very good looking guy but he needs to tone it down a little bit and you don't find him good looking Tori she's like no no, I don't think so at all really no I find him like that what is he is he um is he Cuban or she Cuban I think he's Mexican he's Mexican I I don't know I I like the the, um, the swag that he has but he needs to tone it down a little bit and a little a lot aggressive. He's got that uh, and for me, that's that's a huge turnoff.
0: He's heavy with the passion for sure.
4: Yeah, and I think it also comes from, you know, an insecurity cuz he got booted off what night one? Night one, yeah. Right, so it's like him trying to come and redeem himself and I don't know, there's there's a lot that goes on after. Actually, a psycho a psychologist told me that once the men get off of the bachelor, they feel like Oh, well, I'm this dateable guy and I can date all these multiple women and uh-huh. you know. And then women that get off the show don't have a major transition coming off of the show. Um, so it's not that big of uh an impact on their dating life. As opposed to men, it's like a free for all. They think that they can be the bachelor off of being hmm. being the bachelor.
0: And you're saying you think Christian was afflicted by that kind of thing?
4: I feel like, you know, he, <sighs> Uh, there's like this macho side to him that it, it, it's covering up something else. Cause you know, you don't need to be that aggressive. You have the looks like you had, he was a professional soccer player. Mm-hmm. Like he has a story. It's a compelling story. Girls find that sexy as it is. You don't have to go that extra mile to try to win someone over. He's like a, so-
0: he's like I a think- soap. He's like a soap opera star in Mexico or something like that too. He was. Not, I think he's a, a active <laughs> soap opera actor in Mexico, something like that. But I will say, what's funny is uh, that interaction or that altercation with Clay at the end of the episode where Clay comes over and says, hey, like, Nicole, I just want to talk to you for a couple minutes. I got something to tell you. And Nicole goes, I don't really know what to do, Clay. Like, I'm uncomfortable. And then Clay leaves and Christian says something along the lines of, I'm a nice guy, but just don't get me angry. And whenever someone says that, they're not a nice guy, (laughs) right? Like, if you have that much of a temper problem, you're probably not. I don't, like, it just doesn't, you don't, if you need to tell someone that, then there's probably bigger issues lying underneath. Would you agree? Or yeah. No? I don't know.
4: Is English his first language?
0: Uh, I would probably say Spanish. I mean, he speaks English obviously perfectly, but I think Perfect. Spanish is his first language. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I uh, don't know. Cause sometimes I want to communicate some thoughts and I'm like, I know this makes sense in another language, but I'm not sure if it's coming across as intelligently as if I would say it in another language. So
0: yeah.
4: I don't know. I just think that he has everything to like, you know, get a girl. He doesn't need to be that
0: That's macho. That's a really interesting point you made because I I fullheartedly agree with it where you said men coming off the show have a bigger transition than women coming off the show. And I think just to kind of reinforce that is it's like it's a lot of mediocre look like average looking maybe slightly above average looking men that are coming off the show that then get glorified and put on this pedestal, but the women coming mm-hmm. off the show are still their beautiful that's- Whatever selves and they're already highly sought after but these men these these sixes and sevens myself included in that list obviously Go from sixes and sevens to then like feeling like nines and tens where they can just do whatever they want I mean look at Blake for instance. This exact same thing happened to him. He was a six that turned into a ten overnight
4: I I will say, though, I love Dean with the long hair. You're like a 10 with the long hair. With the short hair, I was like, I didn't even recognize you.
0: I think it's the most mixed thing I've ever experienced. We're so, like, it's so 50-50. People are like, love the long hair. It looks great. And then the other half are like, dude, you look so much better with short hair. Cut your hair again. Like, you're doing yourself a disservice by having that long hair. I was actually thinking this morning as I was getting ready, I was like, man, I love my long hair. (laughs) I don't think I'm ever going to cut it again.
4: Um, But speaking of looks, Tyler... From Hannah B
0: season.
4: That is like he started as a 10 and left as a 12 or 20.
0: Well, wait, I really I I really want to jump into the Tyler thing. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. And then I want to hear all your thoughts about it.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts.
1: Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
0: All right, Vanessa. So you think that Tyler went from a 10 to a 12?
4: Yeah, Tyler. Okay. So if I'm looking physically at Tyler, I'm like, damn, like, it's like, you know, the sides here of his cheeks that go in, I guess if they're dimple, I don't know if they are dimples or if they're not dimples, but that's beautiful. Again, I'm in a very loving and committed relationship, <laughs> but he's just very good looking. Um, I found him a little bit, I don't know if it, if it was his persona, but I found him a little bit too soft mm-hmm. when it came to like the constant, like, you know, not having an opinion on certain things. Okay. Um, and I'm like, was that his persona or like, like I want to crack down, like who's the real Tyler.
0: Right.
4: Um, but you know, his looks get in the way and you're like, Oh, he's beautiful. He's perfect. And then you find out he's dating Gigi Hadid.
0: Right. The, mo- the supermodel.
4: The supermodel who was dating. Wasn't she dating Zayn, the singer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Gigi. G- stunning. Yeah. Is she not?
0: I, oh, I mean, Time. Here's what? my <laughs> here, here's my opinion on this. I'm such a Tyler C. Stan. I think that he could do better than Gigi Hadid.
4: Oh my God, who's better than Gigi Hadid?
0: I don't know, but I know that person is out oh, there.
4: Think of person. Think of a person that's better than Gigi Hadid. Look wise. <sighs> I mean, I don't st- know her personally. That's a tough one.
2: Look, Gigi's
0: beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I think she's a stunning, stunning girl. But I still think Tyler could do better.
4: So, do you know Tyler personally?
0: Never met him. <laughs> I don't know a single, single okay. thing about
4: him. I want to know, like, who is he? Like, what is he? What's his personality like, other than,
0: like... I think Eason might have met him.
3: I, I've met him. I've spent time with him. Um, and I will tell you this. He, he told me, and everyone else who listens to the Almost Famous podcast, that uh, his his number one celebrity crush is Jessica Alba from the movie Into the Blue. Oh, So, great. I think that's the character. She's
0: in a bikini the whole time.
3: She is. She gets spanked by Paul Walker under the ocean. It's yeah. in slow motion. That's who he's got to go for. That's all I'm saying.
0: Jessica Alba post, but she has kids now.
3: Jessica Alba from Into the Blue, uh, <laughs> like the uh, character.
0: If anyone's gonna travel back in time to date Jessica Alba from Into the Blue, it's Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette. You can do it. Um, I will say I, obviously, spending the weekend with Nick. Nick and I are close friends. He, I was, I was giving him a lot of crap. I go, damn, did you, re- you replace me with Tyler C? You're posting all these pictures with Tyler C, and jokingly he goes, he goes, well, yeah, that's how you get the engagement, obviously. But he was he was speaking him up. He said, Tyler C. is a great guy. But he's also just a guy. Like, he's a guy from the show. That, or he's a guy that went on The Bachelorette. So it's like, we always kind of build up these lofty, lofty expectations of these people we see on TV. I mean, obviously, you can attest to that. Like, And then you meet them in person, and it's just kind of like, oh, you're just a regular person. But mm-hmm. Tyler C.'s underwear campaigns, his underwear modeling, top notch. I, I don't even wear underwear, and I'm going to start <laughs> buying whatever underwear that is, just in an effort to look more like Tyler C., and he's got away with words. I don't know. If, if what what would be your advice for him, Vanessa? Would you want him to be the Bachelor, or do you think he should maintain pursuing Gigi Hadid?
4: You know, when I found out that he was dating Gigi Hadid, I was so happy for him because I was like, "Yeah, get it! Like you're that good looking. You seem like a really good guy. Like yeah, you should be get get to. You should be dating someone that's at your level." But then I was also like, "Oh man." I really wanted him to be the bachelor. I yeah. personally selfishly wanted to see him on my screen and be like, who is he going, like, how is he going to be able to interact with like all these women? Cause he was so into Hannah B. And so selfishly, I wanted him to be the bachelor. Um, but also like, yeah, I mean, if you're dating Gigi, then you're in, you're in the circle now. Like you can be dating whoever you want. You don't need the assistance.
0: Right. <laughs> what do you think? Right? Gigi, what do you think Gigi sees in Tyler? That's that's interesting for her. Him in underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's enough, huh? Because I, I, I mean, you got to think about it. G, Gigi can date, is already in that circle. She could date whoever she wants. She's like the most sought after supermodel in the world. And then it's like, why, why are you dating a guy from The Bachelor? <laughs> you know,
4: well, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like the, the celebrity world and the bachelor world has kind of intertwined, uh, with, um, Please help me out here. I'm having a blank. Wells and, and Sarah, Sarah, Sarah now sure. engaged. Sure. Like she's a pretty big actress. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah.
4: And then who else dated someone in the in the
0: Well didn't Nick?
4: Nick <laughs> did date Jennifer Jones <laughs> or something, apparently their friends or whatever. Something like but that. But even at that, that was like, go, Nick. Like she's stunning. So yeah, I don't know. Nice I feel like Chris Lane,
3: the uh, I would say singer?
0: I'd say Chris Lane's out kicking his coverage with that one. I think Lauren's a step up.
3: Oh, Absolutely. But but he's outside yeah. of the like he's like a celebrity outside of the Bachelor. Sure, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Yeah. I feel
4: like as time go on as time goes on, the Bachelor world and the Bachelor franchise and the fame that comes with it is getting like I thought it was gonna somehow like stop, but it's just getting bigger and bigger. People coming off of the show are getting large amounts of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fame attached to that is much higher than when I was on the show than when, when you were on the show. Right. Um, so I don't know. I feel like.
0: It is crazy. No. It is crazy that it gets bigger and bigger because it's like, it kind of makes you question and wonder what's going to be happening for it moving forward. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's, there's obviously like the underlying suspicion that everyone's going on the show just to like become quote unquote pseudo famous, right? Overnight. And like the bigger that grows, the more potential each person has into going into the show. Yeah. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I think people going on the show, obviously there's something in the back of their mind that's like, oh, I can get all these followers and make this money and get all these cool opportunities. But then once you're in the bubble, it does become really real. It does become really emotional. It does have a toll on your psychological well-being. And then they might think like, oh, maybe it wasn't the greatest idea to do this for the wrong reasons or to do this for the fame. Because anything that's attached to things that have such power, like fame and money, There's downfalls to it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, so on that note, then speaking of like former bachelor contestants, dating celebrities, what do you think my odds of landing Miley Cyrus are?
4: Well, now she's into women. So I think zero.
0: I think she's fluid. I think she's kind of just moving open to things. She's like Demi, you know, she likes women when she likes women. She likes men when she likes men. She likes them both when she likes them both.
4: So is that pansexual when you're into someone's um, energy and you're not, You can't categorize yourself as bi or as heterosexual. You're just dating someone because like you feel their
0: energy. What did you call it? Pansexual?
4: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That could be true. Let's see. Pansexual defined on Wikipedia is not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. A pansexual person. So I think that means, yeah, you maybe are just attracted to energy. And I think that would also span to gender ambiguous people as well. Right, like if you're interested in them, like trans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know how uh,
4: that would work. Well, back to Miley.
0: Yes, I'll take I, Liam too. I'll take Liam or Miley. I, Liam, I am. I know. I I'm am, sure a
4: lot of people are really sad and upset by the breakup, but also like, yay, Liam is now single
0: on the market. In this situation, I am a hundred percent by partisan. I would take either of them.
4: I would too. I mean. <laughs> They're both great. I met them both, and they were amazing. So, wait, how did you meet them? Well, because I'm friends with Brandy, and it was I don't remember whose birthday it was. I think it was her mom's birthday, and we celebrated their birthday together. And they're very down to earth and like super chill.
2: Yeah.
4: So, um, but speaking of Miley, so Miley and Liam broke up. They, did they split or they did they get separated or divorced? Because they got married not long ago, about a year ago. They've been dating for a long time, like, I want to say nine years
5: or something wild like that. Um, some say it was divorce and some say it was a split, but it allegedly was um, initiated by Miley.
4: Okay. And then Miley went off to Italy with Caitlin mm-hmm. Carter. Was Brody Jenner's ex-wife. And they were spotted smooching it up on a yacht before the news came out that Miley and Liam got divorced.
0: Caitlin Carter is her name?
4: Caitlin Carter, yeah.
0: Does she have an Instagram? I looked it up and I can't find her.
4: Yeah, she has an Instagram account. She's also very beautiful. Blonde hair, blue
0: eyes. So how does that make how would that make you feel? Like, let's say, obviously, God forbid this ever happening. Let's say Josh dumps you. And then Josh begins dating a boy, like another guy. Does that make it easier for you to move on? Or is that like, I don't know. cause I was thinking about this actually when we were watching paradise last night, even to bring it back to that for a quick second is when Demi was telling Derek, she was dating someone back home mm-hmm. for the past six months or however long. And she said that it was a woman. I think that the fact that she was dating a woman helps soften the blow for Derek to be like, oh, okay, I kind of, I'm okay with this.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I think so. I, I don't know how I would personally feel. I think, whether it's a man or a woman, it'd be hard to see someone that you love move on either. In this case, it seems like it was quickly, but they may have decided to split and get divorced before the news came out. Right. So I don't know what the timing is. So that's why I don't want to have an opinion on it. Cause they may have decided to have been divorced. Like they may have been divorced already a month ago that's good point. and she goes on vacation. And then, you know, the news came out after
5: their picture was out.
0: I think what helps maybe for Liam too is, the fact that Liam and Caitlyn are like super, super different. Like Liam's this hunky, beautiful man. Caitlyn's like this beautiful, dainty woman. So it's like if Miley went from hunky, beautiful, hulky man to other hulky, beautiful, hunky man, then you kind of be like, well, what Like, what did I do that wasn't good enough? But now he can kind of look at it through the lens of saying like it wasn't necessarily maybe me that's at fault here. It was just like her taste changed, perhaps. Yeah. Well, the question for you, Vanessa, is how long after a breakup is it okay to post a picture with a, n- a new significant other in your eyes? God.
4: Um, I feel like no matter when that picture comes out, there's always going to be this initial sting, whether that's a week later, a month later, a year later. It's like, oh, shit, the person found someone else. And, like, you kind of, you are you know, you could get over someone very quickly because a relationship ends before it ends it actually ends so in there's never really a right time i mean you can't really get mad at your ex for having found someone else better that they found someone else a week after your relationship ended as opposed to like while your relationship was still going on
0: fair i guess it kind of helps you move on too like right like liam seeing miley move on so quickly probably is helping him move on
4: yeah and it it could also also just be, listen, I'm not comparing anyone to Kevin Hart, but I went to see Kevin Kevin Hart's show and he was basically saying how he has become a prisoner of his own success. He's like, sometimes I, ta- I go into three different cars before I leave my house so that paparazzi don't follow me and that they don't track whatever I'm doing and then make up a story about it. In this case, apparently Miley and Caitlin were just having fun. So maybe they were just exploring each other's right. friendship and maybe they were just having fun and that's literally, it just ended after that kiss.
0: You want to know what's funny is I saw uh, Brandy posting a lot about Caitlin and Miley on their trip to wherever they are and I never honestly I didn't know that Miley and Caitlyn are having fun quote unquote until hosting this podcast. I was just looking at it and I saw the pictures I was like oh it's just a bunch of girls on a boat having fun in Italy or wherever the heck they are. I never for a second thought that Miley and them were like dating.
4: Yeah no me neither. I thought it was just like girls going on vacation.
0: Anyways so you think it, it, it's just different I guess because it's like obviously the relationship could have been over for a long time privately, but then publicly what we see is Liam and Miley split a week ago. And now Miley's with this new person. So that's like the tricky thing. And I agree with you. It's like, I'm sure, you know, I don't want to, obviously like it kind of sucks using your situation as an example. I obviously, I have the same kind of situation, but it's like you and Nick split up and then Mm -hmm. you, you probably like three weeks later, a month later is when you finally decide to announce it. Maybe I don't know the exact timeline, but it's like you split up, And then it's not like you're that same day announcing that you guys split up. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a lot more going on behind the closed doors that we don't really tend to see.
4: Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: well, do you want to do this email? We have one email from Janica. It's about me, so I kind of feel weird reading it. But Easton can read it for us.
3: That's right, Dean. I can read. Uh, this is from, like you said, Janica. Uh, Dean, do you think Bachelor Nation has a love-hate relationship with you? It seems like people love and hate you at the same time. Ben Higgins is just forever lovable, even though he told two women he loved them. And you could argue that Jared made some mistakes when it came to timing with Ashley. But when people think of Dean, it could go either way. Do you guys think this is the case? And if so, Dean, how do you feel about it? Hmm. Vanessa, do you want to feel this one first?
4: Yeah, I want to say something. It's cool. all a matter of perception. Yeah. So Janica probably has like this perception of you. And you know when you like, you're, I remember at one point I really wanted kids, and all I kept seeing was, like, women in baby strollers, and I was Uh like, oh my, like, oh, that's all I see. So I feel like it's all a matter of perception. So if I personally don't feel like there's that many people that hate Dean, I think that obviously that has happened in the past with you last year on Paradise, like, has it had tainted your image
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, but now it's like who really cares about that anymore i don't know i just personally feel like um when people want to focus on something that is negative that's all they'll end up yeah. reading all they'll end up seeing i remember when i had posted when i first got off the show my friends kept scrolling through my comments and they were ignoring all the nice comments and then like oh my god this person said this mean thing about you mm-hmm. and then scrolling oh my god and this person says something mean i'm like but you're ignoring all the good stuff. Right. Like, focus on the negative. So right. I personally feel like there is this major, like, push and pull in the Bachelor franchise or the Bachelor world for Dean. I don't know. I'm just such a Dean fan. That's why. So I'm like, ah, eh, what are you talking about?
0: You're wise beyond your years, Vanessa. You're making a lot of sense right now. Maybe minus the whole uh, Team Dean thing, which I appreciate. And I'm always Team Vanessa as well. I think here on the Help I Suck at Dating podcast, we're always team each other, right? One thing... I guess my take on this is two years ago when the whole paradise thing was happening and I went from very similar to Blake's situation. You went from the beloved on your season to then like the heavily scrutinized on the season that's airing. And I hated being the person that everyone hated. And the reason I, obviously like that makes sense, right? Like no one wants to be disliked by everyone. What was challenging looking back on it now, obviously with the clarity that I have now is I was trying to be someone I wasn't to gain the approval of people that i'll never uh-huh. meet in my life and that really was what's frustrating for me and even though i was like trying to gain the approval of strangers this is probably like, after the fact right like i wasn't actively doing that while i was filming but i was like i wanted to like obviously fix my mistakes but i was trying to change who i was to make other people happy and that's uh-huh. what i look back on and see and and view as really frustrating so what's what's good about now is I am who I am and I, I have a much better understanding of who I am as a person. Like I'm much more confident in myself and I, I think I have a much stronger identity than I used to. And so now it's like, if people don't like me, I don't really care. Like, don't like, you don't have to like me, but like the person that you're not liking is who I am. The person, as opposed to before the person they weren't liking was me.
4: Aver- like, a fake
0: Actively trying to be someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? So now it's like, it's their decision whether they like me or not. But I don't care whether you like me or not, because I'm like st- I'm starting to understand more about who I am. Does that make All sense?
4: Right. I think that's great advice to give people, even who are not on the show. Mm-hmm. I think we're constantly trying to look for people's approval, which is why we're posting certain pictures, or dressing a certain way, or acting a certain way. At the or end screen- of the day, it
0: takes- or screenshotting text messages and putting them on Instagram.
4: Yeah, we're doing that. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a big no-no.
0: Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny world where, especially with reality TV, it's a little bit different than acting where as actors and maybe like singers and songwriters and all these people, they they garner fans through their uh, talent and their ability. And they're gathering fans through like the characters that they play for us on screen. But as a reality TV personality, you're getting fans through who you are, like as a person. Right. And so because of that I feel like we kind of have this inkling to like make people want to like us more. But it's it's just like a tricky thing to navigate because none of us are really prepared for it and then like when things don't start going our way, then you like start backpedaling and you you feel like you're maybe like losing grasp of yourself. So I don't know.
4: Also scary when you know how your opinion could be twisted in a way that makes you look bad you know if you're opinionated about something i feel like for me sometimes i have to second i have to like double think of how i'm gonna say it without trying to insult anyone which is impossible to do yeah you somehow upset someone if you have an opinion on something
0: that's kind of why i've just stopped caring about all that stuff i'm just like i'm gonna say what i think and a lot of times <laughs> i'm gonna say the opposite of what you think just because it's kind of the more fun thing to do yep. <laughs> and i like starting shit <laughs>
4: I but, wouldn't expect anything less.
0: But anyways, um, is there anything else you want to add? I think that probably will about do it for today's episode or this week's episode. How's everything in yeah. your life going? How's everything with Josh?
4: Everything is going really well. Um, my birthday's coming up. I mean, not really, but the end of September. What so we, we're like planning a little trip.
0: What are we doing for it?
4: Um, I'm not sure. I think he's planning a little getaway, a little romantic weekend getaway so that we could just reconnect. Cause it's been really busy he's in politics. So there's a bunch of like political things coming up that I don't understand, but he's been really busy with it all.
0: Um, so things are good.
4: Things are going really good. How are things going in your life, Deanie? Did you have a date at Jared and and Ashley's wedding?
0: Nope. I was by myself. I was dancing with Nick. Uh, I posted posted a story about having a date, but she was married and she was just my, uh, coagulated bridesmaid. What's the word? Uh, she was the bridesmaid that I walked down the aisle with, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Coagulated maybe could have made sense in that situation.
2: Coagulated.
0: But what's funny, actually, is that view, that story, like, got a lot of views, right? Or however many story views you get. And, like, 98% of the people that viewed that story clicked on her profile to see who she was. Uh-huh. I just thought it was funny. I showed it with her. I was like, hey, look, look, all these people are, like, trying to see who my hot date is. I just thought that was kind of funny. But uh-huh. um, the great thing about my dating life right now is you got to watch it every Monday and Tuesday night on Bachelor in Paradise on ABC. It's 7, 8 Central. at least until I find a way to mess it up, which knowing me, it's inevitable. Uh, Which
4: episode is not going to (laughs) be.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when, Um, but things are good. I'm happy. Things are always good. And I'm excited to continue to watch. Obviously there's like going to be ups and downs. That's kind of the funny thing is it's like knowing everything that we always know coming out of the season, like with how everything ends, it's still kind of tricky to watch it back because you kind of like relive the downs and relive the highs and it's kind of tricky sometimes, but,
4: and like you said, you don't know what they're going to take out. You
0: never know what they're going to take out. You never know what they're going to like put in and, and you never really know what people are saying about you in private interviews. And so it's just like to watch it back and see all that kind of stuff is tricky. And I'm not even saying for myself specifically, but like for our fellow cast members out there where it's like, we're even in a group chat for paradise and Demi will text us and be like, Hey guys, I talked a lot of shit about all you. Just be ready for it. I love you. And it's just like you kind of have to expect that you have to take everything everyone says with a grain of salt at all times, which Mm -hmm. I think that's like the most important thing that people watching this show can be doing. Um, And Jared actually made a really good point a couple weeks ago. I I think you and him were co hosting. I think I was gone, but I listened to it back and he said, You get assigned a character role when you go on these shows, and the audience will only see that character that the show wants you to play. And they're only going to show that. Uh, facet of your personality because that's what that's what they need to kind of paint the picture that they want to paint.
4: It's a very one-dimensional version of yourself. Right. Exactly.
0: That, yeah. Um, so yeah. But anyways, it'll be interesting to see myself back on screen. Like I said, this is the first season I stayed completely sober, so I like have a little bit more of excitement going into it.
4: You didn't drink at all.
0: I had uh, one glass of wine two nights before bed just to help me sleep better. Good for you. Thanks. And well, so, so so too, so but... yeah, I don't have to worry about like some drunk, dumb things that I said or making out with girls in pools while the other girl's sitting there right next to me watching because I'm too drunk to realize what's going on. So that's going to be all good. I, I Again, I know I'm kind of like inserting myself into the drama a little bit with all this Blake stuff, but I can't just like sit back and not have a voice and stay silent on all this stuff. So it's been a, it's been a tricky way to navigate it. But uh, all in all, I'm hopeful for kind of it to be over and we can all move on from there. But
4: yeah, I think at the end of the day, whatever you know like we all because we're all in this and we all understand um the kind of backlash that can happen to us or to other people we empathize with each other's stories whether or not we agree with what we did we there's still that level of empathy, empathy towards right. people
0: absolutely uh, yeah. all right well are you gonna be are we doing this next week we're probably doing an episode next week right i'm gonna be gone next week
4: where are you going
0: i'm gonna be in croatia sailing around oh. on a yacht. I think, I think i told you guys this i hope i did no sure. i
4: never know where you are in the world if my text messages aren't going through i'm like for sure he's driving god knows where yeah or somewhere
0: i'm flying this time i'm gonna be gone next week so it probably might if jared's still on his honeymoon it might just be you
4: yeah i'm, I'm good tori me and you girls i want to do another girls episode girl chat girl chat talk that's yeah.
0: exciting i'm gonna tune into that for sure anyways Thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors for helping support the podcast. Of course, thank you to our listeners. Um, if you want to be like Janica and email us questions, concerns, dating stories, I guess, especially while Bachelor in Paradise is airing, at least, this is going to... Typically, we don't talk about Bachelor stuff, right? But like while it's airing, I think it's kind of appropriate for, to, for well, us to talk about a little it. bit. Email us at at com. Email us questions like Janica had about being unlovable. It certainly is a a realistic possibility. Email us concerns that you have in your dating life or just funny stories that you have as well, whether it be anonymous or using your name, looking for advice, or just want to share a funny story. We love it and we always want to hear from you guys. Um, Thank you to the sponsors. already said that. Big thank you to Vanessa. Congratulations to Jared and Ashley celebrating their honeymoon. And uh, you guys are going to kill it next week. I'm excited to listen. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in next week when we might just suck a little bit less.
3: Follow Help by Suck It
2: Dating with Dean Vanessa and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's
0: time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock.
5: On
1: Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
2: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP.